Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. This is a Locker Room production. Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Radio Locker Room Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. I don't even know I don't even know at this point what to say about this team. I mean, to give to give the effort that they gave tonight and come away with two points. Yes, two points are two points. And uh, you know, I want to see this team make the playoffs because I like I like watching the Flyers in the playoffs. I'm a Flyers fan. Making the playoffs is good and uh winning, getting two points in the standings in a tight playoff race, these are good things. But God damn it, this game wasn't a, wasn't a little bit about the Flyers. It was about the ineptitude of the Buffalo Sabres. I mean, my God. Imagine being them. Imagine being a team that has not won since, I believe it was February 23rd, and blowing a 3 nothing lead in the third period. Like, I can't... This game was... Honestly, it's an embarrassment. This game was an absolute embarrassment for everyone involved, not just the uh, not just the Sabers, but also the Flyers, who fell behind three nothing to a team that is is barely hanging on by a thread. Like they'd be they'd be getting relegated. They have a longer losing streak than anybody since uh, since before the lockout. The tanking for Crosby Penguins is the last team to lose this many times in a row. And the Flyers gave them a hell of a chance. This is their second time going to overtime with this team. I mean, it's just, it's, uh, what do we even think of, like, Elaine Vigneault, these games are supposed to be gimmies. Like, regardless of what you think of the team, regardless of what their long-term, you know, aspects are, their whatever. The games against the Sabres are supposed to be the gimmies, the points in the standings that you can just count on. It shouldn't take, like, a shortening of the bench. It shouldn't be the oldest guys on the team playing the entire third period and then winning it in overtime. Uh, like, it hurts them in the long run. Like, the idea of winning doesn't hurt. That's something like, – if, if decisions are being made based, oh, they won, so we must not need to change anything. Like, if decisions are being made on that account, we're just fucked regardless, so it doesn't matter. Um, but, like – so I don't think, like, winning this game changes anyone's opinion of the team, especially in the front office, the people who work with this team every day. But, like, what does it say about the team that they need to go, like, Drew Line, Hayes Line, and, like – Mix up the lines, go Couturier, Drew Voracek, like basically exclusively in the third period. They have Hayes, Lawton, Konechny, uh, and the fourth line played some. But Patrick, Farabee, and Limblom get sat in the third period. What does it say about this team that that's what it takes in the supposed gimme game 
to win. Like you're, it's not. It should be all Patrick Lindblom and Farabee in this game. The the veterans should get to coast in these games so that they can give you everything they have against the Islanders and Bruins and Caps and Penguins. Like that's what's supposed to be. But no, it, it takes it like an epic fucking comeback and a comedy of errors by Buffalo at the end uh, for them to tie it and then eventually get the win. Like I, I wanna, I, I'm one of the people who does kind of want to blame the leadership group a little because whatever the issue is, like uh, they're the ones trying the hardest. Like it's obvious those are the guys driving this thing. But for whatever reason, the lead by example group no one seems to be following the example uh it's it's disheartening it's just something that i remain questioning nonstop about what whatever the hell this team might be um uh listen at the end of the day like when that puck went in and the flyers won i was happy because that's the emotion a philadelphia flyers fan has when the philadelphia flyers fan wins uh, when the Philadelphia Flyers win, then, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. But overall, like watching this game, there is so little to be happy about and so many questions that need to be brought up about this leadership group, the young players not pulling their weight, uh, you know, the coaching staff, everything, everything, the, the makeup of the team, the guts of this team. Like, And, and we're going to hear at Broad Street Hockey, I think it was Kelly tweeting tonight, you know, tweeted the, the, the faux quotes like, oh, yeah, we didn't give up, blah, 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 good effort to come back, a lot of fight in this team, all that bullshit. And that's what we're going to hear in the post game, I'm sure. But the fact remains, you needed to do this to beat fucking Buffalo. They haven't won since February 23rd. They're so bad. Like that icing. The Flyers had a shift where they like futzed around and fumbled the puck in the neutral zone. I swear it was like 20 seconds. And finally, uh, Couturier just fired the puck in deep. And then I I think they got off on a change. The... uh, Buffalo recovers the the loose puck and then they just fling it down the uh, fling it down the ice and ice it. Flyers get the offensive zone draw. They don't score right off the draw, but uh, they Buffalo then misses the empty net. Flyers come down, score to tie it up. Like my God, imagine being Buffalo. But it, you know, I'm not here to talk about the woes of the Buffalo Sabers. We know they suck and they're going to continue to suck. But the Flyers are the Flyers are in fucking trouble. That's all I have. Uh, they're just, they are a troubled organization. This is a season, honestly, as much as I get on the beats, this is a season I wish there was more locker room access, just more access overall to the team and to the players because something is wrong. There is something wrong that we can't quite put our fingers on. We can't quite nail down. And I wish like the people covering the team day to day had more access. So they had a better chance of really nailing down what was going on here. All right, that's it. I'm going to take your comments. Now, if you have a request to talk, has anyone put it in yet? Requests to talk speaker requests, hang on guys. I'm going to get to you when I get to you, be ready to go. I'm going to take those. Let me read a couple of comments and then uh, we'll take the, um, and then we will take the uh, request to talk. Let's lead it off with Zach Boyle. Uh, not pretty, but I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, I'll take it because what am I going to return it? Like, there's no receipt. <laughs> I don't have the receipt, so I can't give it back. I'll absolutely take the two points. Like I said, I want to watch playoff hockey, but man, that was uh, 
ugly to say the absolute least. You know what? People, I think, want to talk, so let's just take some talk requests. Let's start it off with Nick Mack. Nick Mack, you are live. Uh, what do you got for me, Nick? Hey, man. Uh, I, uh, I skipped the beer tonight, and I went straight to scotch after that first period. That's all I oh, have to say. I'm hey, hanging up. Steak, but okay, no, okay. You went to the scotch, so good for you. Oh, that's all you had. Okay, let's go to a uh, hung doinkus. Way to go. Okay, what a name, hung. You're on. Hey, Bill, I'm back. So, if that missed empty netter ha- had went in and we had lost this game four to two, I feel like something would have had to change. Like I feel like it would have gotten to the point where it was so bad that something had to change. Now that we're now that we won this game, I feel like nothing's going to change and it's going to be the same old, same old. What are your thoughts on that? All right, just because I, I want to. This is like a this is a prevailing sentiment, so I want to address this. I'm glad you did. Like, yes, losing to Buffalo is just it's an embarrassment that forces change. However, like if they're making their decisions, like if tonight was the make or break game, we're fucked regardless. Like. The fact that they were down 3 nothing and this needed to happen against Buffalo, like, uh, win or lose, the way they played this game, the fact they had to shorten the bench and just be like, Drew, this game's on you, like, against the worst team in the last 20 years. <laughs> like, they shouldn't be making decisions based on this one game one way or the other. But, like, I, I just don't see it as, oh, well, now they have to make a change. They have to make – if they had won this game 6 nothing, they still have to make a change. Buffalo doesn't count. Like, they're not good enough to just keep the course. Something has to change. I agree with just about everything. It's just – it's not, it's definitely not just this game. It's the culmination of everything. Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't know. That's all I wanted to say. You can get on to somebody else now. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Uh, Pat Double X. Pat, you are live. Pat, Pat. All right, no Pat. Let's Hello? Go. Oh, Pat, you're on. Hello? Yes, you are live. Oh, I'm sorry about that. This is the first time I'm doing this. Oh, no worries. Yeah, I came, ac- no I came a- upon your uh, this podcast Thursday night after that blowout, and it was I was so pissed off, but I was cracking up laughing at your rant. It, it was great. It actually picked me up after that. But I'll get to my um, question. Do you think, and it's hard to say this after they come back and win, but do you think the locker room has been getting tired of AV throwing people under the bus like after every loss? You know, I don't – I mean, maybe they're getting tired of it, but I think that just kind of speaks to maybe the makeup of this team that's wrong. Like, Elaine Vigneault, maybe – you know, he's the head coach, so obviously he takes – he's got some responsibility in this. But if you watch this team night to night, like – does anybody have the right to take exception to him pointing out the flaws of this team, even if it's individual no. play? Players don't like that, but do they have the right to be mad about that? No, he, he no, he, it would be well within reason. I just didn't know if they, you know, how players are today. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't imagine that's it. I, I feel like something is wrong in this locker room. I absolutely do. There's something between the young guys and the old guys. I, I don't know what it is. There's something the matter with this team. I don't know if it's based on the coach and they don't like his style, but, I mean, they've been through a bunch of coaches now. They're not going to get along. Who gets along with all their coworkers? Who loves their boss? Like, who? Uh, like, I'm, like, Steph and I are friends, but, like, we, we don't get along all the time. If you listen to the show, you know that. She's my boss. Like, if, <laughs> if you're getting along with your boss, you probably, like, are stagnant at your job. 
Well, I, I think it actually starts at the top because Mr. Snyder will be rolling over in his grave with some of these recent games, and I'll leave you with that. Yeah, he would, and I, I appreciate the comment about Mr. Snyder. Um, obviously, everybody loves what Ed Snyder did for this town, bringing hockey to this town, establishing the culture of Flyers hockey. I mean, shit, I I get paid to talk about this team. Without Mr. Snyder, Bill would be doing something he didn't want to do. So all that, I always want to point out, like it has been – you know, like 45 years since they won a cup and Snyder was the owner for a lot of that time. But like, yeah, it's, this team is not the Flyers. They don't feel like the Flyers. I I don't know. There's just something wrong with this group though. All right, Chris Krochak, we're going to you. Chris, you are live. Hey, Bill, can you hear me? Chris. Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you. You're on. All right. Uh, so I had a couple of thoughts I wanted to get off my chest. Um, I had a couple of firsts happen for me tonight. I think it was the first time the Flyers won a game in my life that I didn't celebrate a single goal. <laughs> I, I fully I fully understand that feeling. Like as they start scoring, I'm like, of course, this is what they're doing. Like it was it was a dramatic irony. Like it wasn't fun for them to come back in this one it was just like yeah okay good thank god they won it 40 seconds in like you know like at least we didn't have to watch extra hockey because of it exactly you know i've just i've seen this happen too many times especially this year and also i was gonna say this is this is the first time also where i can't for the life of me pinpoint what's wrong with this team you know in the past i could say maybe they need a new coach maybe the young players need some time maybe they need a goalie maybe they need a new defenseman i don't know for the first time in my life, I'm I'm just I'm stumped. I don't know what it is. And if I'm Claude Giroux, he's my favorite hockey player, but I would not be mad at the guy if he wanted to get out of here and try to win somewhere else. Because I sure as shit don't think it's happening here. Oh, I wouldn't be mad at him at all. I believe like I've gone from being like a not a skeptic when Giroux looked like he was starting to decline. I was like, maybe they need to think about moving on from this guy. And then of course, as I start saying that he is the 102 point season should have been the MVP that year, totally different story. But now at this point, I, and it's not fair to him because he's done nothing but play his ass off for this team. Like I question a lot of things and I question people's efforts on a nightly basis. I never questioned Giroux, but I do like I've moved into this is a bad marriage that he has to get through for the kids with me. Like he's stuck suffering with me. <laughs> he's not allowed to leave. Cause I'm not allowed to leave. He can win a cup or tie trying, but like, no, I wouldn't blame him at all. Like he's been here over a decade and has nothing to show for it. Despite being one of the most productive players of his generation. I mean, don't get me wrong. I want him to do nothing more than win a cup with the flyers. And yeah. That'll be the oh, 100% ever. But I mean, I'm starting to feel bad for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, when it's when it's, you know, year what nine of his captaincy, he's been here for how long and like it's still him carrying the team. Like look what they went to in the third period tonight. Like a second overall pick, Patrick, benched. Uh Farabee, the the lone young bright spot on this team, benched. Like that's what we're doing. And then we're just going to Giroux and Hayes in the third period. That's what it's gotta be. Like to still be in this position of carrying the team. And like he's got a little bit of help thanks to just like, you know, Sean Couture being a 1C now, it's not just him. He's got a line mate plus Voracek, but my God, it must feel like Groundhog's Day to him. It's every day of his life, he just wakes up and has to carry the Flyers. 
Yeah, man, it's it's getting old. I'm, I mean, hopefully something can change, but there's just something rotten here. It's I'm just I'm so speechless, man, and I really enjoy coming on here and doing this therapy with you, man. Thanks for uh, taking my call. I appreciate it. Thank you. Let's go to Joe McGinley. Joe, you are live on the post game show. Hey, Bill, can you hear me? Joe, I can hear you. Bill, yeah, you're live. Hey, I think I got it figured out. I think you're gonna like this. Okay. So I was thinking it over in the shower, and it hit me. Can we convince Seattle to take this team with all its talent? Can Just a straight up from them. Fuck the expansion draft for them. Never we have give to them worry our about whole the roster draft again. Yeah, we give them our whole roster, and the Flyers get to have the expansion draft. Yeah, I need your help. On I that, love though. it. I absolutely love it. You know, the best ideas often hit people in the shower, and I think you've knocked this one out of the park. I was getting excited. I wonder, like, it, it, would, it would never like, happen, but... I, no, it's like, it's it's impossible, but I wonder, like, the number of trades, they would, like, someone could sit down and do it, like, if there was, <laughs> like, like a, a, a Billy Bean and Sam Hinkie type mind, like, two guys just put it together... They could like work it out to actually make that work, but like obviously it's not actually going to happen. But I got to tell you, you're really on to something with this. Yeah, it, it hit me, and I thought of you. Uh, all the BS with the expansion draft stuff. Guess what? Just had to get. Guess to what? I'm gonna. We're recording BSH Radio tomorrow. I am absolutely bringing this up. <laughs> That's what I was hoping. I uh, look all right. Thanks to. a lot. Right, Appreciate thanks, it. Man. Hunter Moyer, you are live. Hunter, you're on the show. Yo, what's up, Bill? How's it going? Uh, not bad, I guess, since they won. Um, no, I'm all serious. I have three things here. Uh, the first one is is I'm so sick of going on social media. I think it was uh, Bill Meltzer's Twitter. Um, people saying to trade Drew. It's annoying because he can't. He can't be traded. That's the first thing. Yeah. Um, the other thing is is I think we can knock one thing out of the park of why this team can't win, and that's energy. They obviously have energy to play in the third, so – doesn't make sense. And the third thing is, is I think I know why this team fails to win games is I really do think they try too hard to play offense, like making stretch passes. And I just, I think they need to focus on defense more. They do. I think especially like a a week or two ago, like it was very clear, like when they just weren't playing any defense, the offense was flying the zone. It was most of the season. Like tonight, I don't even know if that was it tonight, but overall, yeah, I, I think they focus so much on the idea of our defense is bad. So let's just get on offense that they forget. Like when the other team has to puck, you have to stop them. Like getting, yeah, and I think- uh, getting the center ice face off after a goal you gave up is not, is not, you know, gaining possession. It's giving up a goal. Yeah. And I think that's why there's so many odd man rushes. Like it's, it's unreal. Um, I, I just think like, it's almost like a cherry picking type thing. Like they're just so it eager is. to get on offense. Oh, they're definitely eager to get on offense. And if you if you follow uh, Charlie O'Connor on the Athletic at all, if you read his articles, like he points out all the time, like a winger who should just be accepting a regular breakout pass is long gone. Like that happens way too often with this team, and it's uh, it, there's just so many problems at this point. Like they won tonight, and not a single person here is happy. I can't imagine anyone is happy with what we saw tonight. 
All right, let's go back to the uh, – let's see if there are any new speaker requests first. I got to – I'm still figuring this out. Okay, uh, Body Bag Hag, let's go. What's up, Body Bag Hag? Hey, bro, can you hear me? You are live. Oh, uh, great. I mean, I, I'm just trying to think. I, I feel like it's a it's a culture thing. It's not necessarily toxic. It's just soulless. They, they have no life on the ice, and they're just so slow. You know, I, I want to make a move, but I don't even know what to what to look for anymore at this point. You know, is there anybody you could think that we could just send send a message like, hey, get the wife. You're, you're going to Winnipeg. Just just get him out of here. Like, just I don't even care about value at this point. Just get guess just do something. It's you know based on and we know all the complications, the salary cap, the quarantining. There's there's a lot of reasons why it's easy not to make a move. So I don't know if it'll happen in season, but it is very clear some sort of cultural shakeup has to happen. Like not just hockey trades here, and they need to make hockey trades too. I'm all for improving this team, making changes with hockey trades, but some sort of cultural switch has to happen. I want to go back to the last commenter as well who talked about, you know, the idea of trading Giroux. I mean, it's not impossible. Like people wave their no movement clauses. It happens. Uh, he did. It doesn't seem like he has any interest in that. At least that he has, you know, he hasn't indicated any interest in that. Uh, but like the idea that Claude Giroux is what's wrong with this team is fucking insane to me. Like he's the he's one of the few guys who actually tries that. And I'm not saying that's what the most recent uh, you know speaker just said. I'm just the overall idea. Like yes, I think there's a cultural issue. Maybe they do need some new voices in the room. They need to change the leadership group somehow. And I'm not like a strip the C guy. That's not what I'm saying either. I'm just like yeah. there needs to be some sort of. Yeah, some sort of shakeup that makes people in the locker room, like, maybe not fear for their jobs, but realize, like, this ain't a cushy gig. Yeah, no, I feel that. And I, I'm the same way, I, you know, Drew, with the no trade clause, I agree with the last call. You know, everybody just saying it's Drew's fault, get him out of here. Well, no, you, you can't. And, all, and also, there's so many other big problems with the team. It, it goes over just Drew. Like, you know, you're, you're joking yourself if you think trading Drew would even help at this point. No, like unless and that's and it's something we talked about. Thanks a lot. Uh, it's something we talked about on uh, one of the most recent episodes, and it's um, man, totally just blanked on that one. Uh, yep, lost my train of thought. So let's go to the next caller, Dave Brown. Dave, you are live. How you doing, Bill? Hey, what's going on? No, I tell you what, man. This this team, even though they won tonight, it, I'm so furious. You know? You oh know yeah. The past 10 years, we watch this team with the rebuild, and we buy their shit, and we watch every game, and we support them. And I just feel like this year, you know, being they're supposed to be cup contenders, and this year, their lack of play, no energy, it's a slap in the face to us. I, it 100% like, is. No, I, I'm with you, Dave, because, like, I, I, I said a couple of weeks ago, like, I'm starting to take this personally. Like, I stuck through the Hackstall, Hextall era because I knew what it was. And then it was finally like, this is our payoff. And they're fucking worse than ever. Like, coming back and winning this game, like, yeah, whoop it's almost an insult. Like, it's almost like, yeah, this is how good we are. We only need one period. It's the worst team in hockey. It's like, we only need one period. But it, it, you could have won 7 nothing against this fucking team. They're so bad. But you decided to win 4-3 in overtime because you only played for 10 minutes. 18 games in a row this team lost, and we struggle. 
You know, they're probably like, oh, <laughs> we better not lose against Buffalo. Let's turn it on. Instead of playing like that the whole game like they did with the Rangers game. That's the problem. They don't play hard the whole game. The whole six. They game. really they really don't. And that's like – and it is. I get as much as I want to defend the leadership group because they are the guys who are actually playing for them right now. Like, man, you know what would have been great tonight? Instead of having to shorten the bench in the third period to play the old guys, if like the fourth and third line – could have just played the whole third period because you're up six nothing because it's fucking Buffalo. Like that would have been great. Like if you're able to do that. Like come out hard to begin with. Uh, on the broadcast, they made the point. Like um, you know, they've had these wins this season. Like the um, Limblom with the two goals and the game winner. The Sam Moran the other night where they were so happy. Uh, the other day, I guess it was an afternoon game for Sam Moran to get his first career goal. Like. Some comeback wins, a big one against the Islanders. Like they've had wins this awful month that in any other year, it would have been like, that's the one. That's the one we turned it around on. They've had like six of them and they haven't turned it around on any of them. They've actually played worse the next day. And just the last point I was going to make is, you know, AV's hard on, on the players. I get that. But you're a fucking professional. You get paid to play hockey. Just do what the coaches said, whether you like them or not. And get the games, you know, do what you got to do and get the games won so we can uh, watch some winning hockey, some playoff hockey. This is pathetic, man. It really is. And thanks a lot, Dave. Uh, I, I've been thinking about this team and, like, you know, for a core of guys who have never accomplished, like, as a group, even, like, you know, JVR left and came back and hasn't been to a conference final since 2010, you know, his first time around. Like, a core of guys who have accomplished exactly nothing in this league, um, like who's the only like is Sean Couturier the only one on this team with even a, a like an individual award? You know, Giroux's been close a couple of times. I, it really might just be him. A couple of All Star appearances for G and Jake. Like for a group of guys who have accomplished exactly nothing. Like last year, I thought like should have made them hungrier to win. They win a playoff series for the first time since 2012. You'd think they'd be like, oh, man, that felt good. Let's do a lot more of that. And they take 12 steps back? <laughs> They're far worse? It's, it's baffling. It's the most frustrating shit uh, I, can, I can imagine. Uh, let's see. Adam Bortz. Adam, you are live on the postgame show. Hey, Bill. Can you hear me? I can. You are live. Awesome. Hey, so I have an observation that I think applies to this year and kind of the trouble that they're in, but also – is applicable to this last like eight years of mediocrity that we've had to endure with this team. And it's not that they lack the desire to win. I think this team just doesn't hate losing. They just, they don't hate losing enough. You know what? And I got to say, I really appreciate this request to talk feature because I was just able to get up, go to my fridge and grab a beer while you were speaking. <laughs> but I was I, – so this is really great. The post game really has just evolved into something special. Uh, but I, I really want to um, – I really like that observation. I think that's – like that's a great and, way and to now, put it. And, I, I've and, been... and now I will exempt Claude Giroux from that, right? Like Claude sure. Giroux will claw with his finger. If you play Claude Giroux Monopoly – he will heat up that little iron piece and burn the shit out of you with it to pass go and fucking beat you a monopoly, right? But I cannot say the same thing for Nolan Patrick. 
I cannot say the same thing almost this year for Kevin Hayes. And if you go back and you look at that Kevin Hayes golden night, he kind of mailed it in after the shot. Somebody that <laughs> fucking hates losing follows that puck up, follows, you know, tries to get a rebound, tries to bang a body. He mailed it. In. He was already making that wide rink turn before the puck went even in the net. And I think that over these past eight years, we've just seen a bunch of guys that don't hate losing. That is like for someone who has to talk about this team all the time and has been struggling with the exact way to phrase it. I think that's 100 percent it. That's that's as close to it as we're going to get. Like they really. Yeah, they want to win. They go out and you see it like in the third period. They're like, yeah, we'd like to win this game. So let's go try to do that. But you know what would have prevented having to do that? Just playing hard from the beginning, like saying yeah. it is it is an utter embarrassment for this to even be close. We need to blow them out in the first period. Like, yeah, Kevin Hayes, you know, when you know when he can make that wide turn when they're up six, nothing. And it's the third period. and They're salting the game away. Like exactly. he should absolutely be following that shot shot up. Like that's exactly. that's an excellent way to put it. I really appreciate that. You know, it's it's almost similar to uh, like there's a minute thirty left in the game and you're playing to win, not playing not to lose. It's the same kind of mentality, and it's just I'm so sick of it. And it's one thing that you cannot coach. You either have that level of compete or you don't. And we just haven't had it, and I'm sick of it. I'm frustrated. I want guys that want to claw with their fingernails, with their freaking soul to win games. Now, let me ask you a follow-up here because you said you'll exempt Claude Giroux from it. And, you know, everyone here knows I'm a Giroux fan. I hate when people talk bad about him. And I agree. He is a guy who plays his ass off every game. Like, I'll never question his, his effort regardless of what happens on the ice. Sure. Why is it that as the captain, it doesn't translate to everybody else? Well, I think Giroux's leadership style is really like this lead by example kind of style. And I think that works, like kind of being the good cop, but you have to have the bad cop also to kind of balance that out. And in this court, is that Jake Voracek? You know, and if so, could he be more of a bad cop? Could he hold yeah. people more accountable? You know, like we heard uh, JJ on the broadcast tonight say that. Braun stood up and started barking and Lawton stood up and started barking. And like, we need more of that going on. But like, you know, you, you kind of said it before earlier, you don't get along with all your coworkers um, all the time. Everybody is receptive to different leadership styles and different motivation. And you just have to know how to push certain people certain ways. That's AV's job, you know, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's also, it's also, you know, on these guys internally to kind of understand how to motivate each person in their own unique ways. You know, it's just how it goes. Yeah, 100, 100%. And like the idea of the bad cop, I think we talked about it on BSH last week. Uh, maybe it was some other show, but like the idea that this team needs an asshole. Like I'm sure Jake yep. sits back and makes sarcastic comments because he's like a funny, sarcastic guy. I appreciate that that about him. But is he like getting in someone's face in the locker room and being like, yes. "You ain't doing your job"? Is that him? Right. I it, I don't know. I don't. I doubt it. Like just based right. on what I've seen of him in public, he can be a totally different guy behind closed sure. doors. But I've never seen sure. it. And- I, I tweeted you guys this past week about it after that specific pod. And I was like, we need like, like Joe Thornton kind of guy, 
you know, to like fucking scream, you know, to like really hold people accountable, intimidate people. Maybe, I don't know, <laughs> you know, but we just, Oh, like, no, Remember back in 2010-11 when the Flyers, like, things were – like, they were in the President's Trophy race until, like, the last couple of weeks of the season. And then it turned out everyone was shit-faced and everyone hated each other and the team just <laughs> fell apart. But, like, right. Chris Pronger and Claude Giroux almost got in a fight in the locker room. Like, the media saw – well, heard it. They didn't maybe necessarily see it. But, like, Claude Giroux and Chris Pronger almost got in a fight in the locker room. Like, do they yeah. need – they need at least one guy like that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. And it's, it's been missing this past eight years, man. You know, oh, so it has frustrating. Been. It has been. All right. Thanks a lot. Anyway, have a great night. Thanks for, thanks for, uh, let me talk. You got it. Take it easy. All right. Zach Boyle, Zach, you are live on the post game show. Hey Bill, how you doing? How's it going? Good. Um, so first thing I just want to lead off with, uh, I know no one's kind of trashing Drew here, but uh, I actually looked it up. And Drew over his career averages 0.91 points per game. John Tavares averages 0.93. So if there's any question about whether or not Claude Drew is a great player and absolutely a fundamental part of this team, there's your answer. Um, but the other thing is I, I absolutely agree. Um, like, I'd like to see, like, Jake Voracek approach someone in the locker room who's not pulling their weight like he's Don Sielski. Like, <laughs> just absolutely, <laughs> just absolutely call him out. Like, I, the fact that Scott Lawton and Justin Braun are the voices in between periods that are saying, like, hey, guys, we need to step it up. Like, that's great and all, but where's Couturier? Where's Provorov? Where are the, the, the actual core fundamental pieces of this team? Not saying that Scott Lawton and Justin Braun aren't important, but why, why are their voices not being heard? What's the A on yeah. the sweater doing? Yeah, 100%. Like, I, I, Justin Braun, we know what he brings defensively, and he's been, like, after a terrible start, he's been better uh, at his specific role, I'd say. But, you know, the veteran leadership, a guy who's kind of just been through everything, that's what he's here to do. And Scott Lawton, I love that he's stepping up because he has been here a long time. We outlined on the last podcast, like, guys who've been here forever. Like, Scott Lawton has been here since the last lockout. Like, it, uh, Grant, it was, I think that was, like, his four-game tryout or whatever it was because it was cut in half because of the short season. But, like, he was drafted in, what, 2012? Like, he's been here for fucking ever. And I like him a lot. I like to see him stay if he assumes a leadership role i'd really love that that said no it it has to be the best players like i like i said about and you know looking back because craig berube then went on to win a stanley cup as a coach if i'm claude Giroux in that locker room jake voracek and craig berube is telling me what's up i'm looking at him like bro what the fuck are you gonna tell me about hockey but sometimes you just need those guys i guess yeah, I, I agree. I mean, yeah, uh, I'm not really saying anything too different from what's been said, but oh, yeah, yep. we, we definitely no. need that. They do. All right. Thanks a lot. Yep. Uh, let me get to another couple of callers here. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down. We break down who will be cutting. Cut. What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. 
It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snackin'. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever prohibited. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Got to remove, I got to remember to remove people as speaker before I take the next, because then like noise still goes on. They don't even know they're on still. All right, Mike Shaddy. Mike, you are live on the postgame show. Yo, Bill, how's it going? How are you tonight? I'm great. I'm impressed you said my last name correctly, honestly. So props for that. I'm impressed when I say my own last name correctly. <laughs> well, anyway, so I'm definitely glad with a win. Um, I'll give a woo for that, I guess. But I, no, I, let's I, get a woo for a, yeah, for let's a go. nice comeback um, against the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah, we we win, I guess. Yeah. But, um, so my thing is just kind of piggybacking on, on what everybody else has said, like, after the game, like, I know you hate the post-game press conference on the bench where Giroux's, like, literally huffing and puffing, like, trying yeah. to answer the question. But he's talking about, like, the fact that in between periods he said nothing. And then Justin Braun's the one who is the one who motivated the team to come back and win against the Sabres, mind you. And then AV at the end of the game also said that he didn't even go into the room after the game and said it was something that the players had to get through themselves when... Our captain has nothing to say. Granted, like, I, I'm not the one who's going to, like, say that Giroux doesn't need to be the captain or he's not the one producing because he is. But we need someone to yell at somebody at some point, I feel like. And I'm just – I feel like that's what this team is missing. There's no edge until until it's too late. And then it's like like Sam Moran in the third period punching someone's face in and getting the <laughs> game-winning goal. So it's like, yeah. like, like what is that recipe for success? It's going to end in – misery and another eight years of figuring out when we're gonna like be good again so like that's that's all i gotta say about it and thank you for the therapy ah you got it of course yeah that's that i mean that's why we're here right like that's that's what we do here um yeah i it's this great conflict between loving Giroux as a player realizing he's one of the few guys that gives it everything every night and Seeing there's something else, I, I, seeing they need something else. And although I love him wearing the C and the idea of him being handed the cup one day is something I really look forward to, uh, man, they just seem to need some other voices. Maybe Justin Braun and Scott Lawton are going to step up into those roles. Uh, I kind of like Elaine Vigneault not saying anything at intermission. I kind of like him going, nope, this is on you. Uh, and, you know, at a certain point, like there's a dereliction of duty there, but I, I kind of like the silent treatment in this, uh, in this regard. Like, man, I'll, listen, I, my wife is awesome. I love her every day is, a, is a treasure. Honestly, she's perfect. Uh, but I know I'm fucking up if she's giving me the silent treatment and like, if the coach, if that's the, uh, if that's the route he took, um, I, Man, for this one, like, yeah, you should know. Honestly, you're losing 3 nothing to the fucking Buffalo Sabres. What can the coach say? This is – he's got nothing. There's nothing he can say. It has to come from inside that locker room. So I actually kind of appreciate that that tactic there. All right, 
Barry Schaefer. Barry, you are live on the postgame show. Hey, Bill, how are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm pretty good. I have something a little unrelated, um, but it's going to drive me nuts. Um, I know with Drew, there's kind of the whole playoff narrative, but this group of veterans, if the young guys had stepped up this season, I mean, this really could be something special. Like, this is all I wanted from the veterans this year, and it's just so frustrating because... Thanks a lot, Barry. You're breaking up there, but I think I got the gist of it. Uh, just, yeah, no, that's, I think, it, like, something that might or might not be wrong in this locker room. It stems from the shared responsibility between the veterans and the young players and the veterans, like, man, Drew, having a real good season. Couturier, having a real good season. I think everybody eye test-wise is disappointed in what they've seen from Kevin Hayes um, compared to what we got last year, but the numbers are there, like, the guys who've been here a long time for the most part are having at least career average or better seasons. It's the players they needed to see step up. And if they did, yeah, this would be a successful season, but it just begs the question, like what is wrong preventing that from happening? And it's, I mean, it's the real issue with this team right now. What is stopping them from getting to that next level? Uh, Okay. That's it on speaker requests for now. Uh, yeah, the, the, the audio wasn't great on that last caller. I, I let him hang around to see if, uh, if it would even out and it did at the end, but, um, let's see if there are any, do we have any more speaker requests? All right. We're just going to take written comments for the rest of the show. Thank you to everyone who spoke. You make my job immensely easier. Uh, let's scroll up, get a few more of the written comments and then we can, uh, then we can call tonight uh, from Barry. If the young guys had stepped up. Okay. That's who just spoke. So yeah, exact same comment. Um, how many do we have here? The Philly Kraken. Oh, we're replying to that there. <laughs> I had $40 on this crap tonight and didn't bail out. I must be insane. Well, Pat, way to go. You won some money. Um, from Andrew, Bill, why has nobody been sent down? Why isn't Lazinski or Zamula or someone gotten a shot? Failure to send someone down or trade some, send, someone has sent a clear message that this is not a meritocracy. Uh, I agree somewhat. It's tough to send some guys down, and like it, it's even tougher given the roster situation this year with the taxi squad and possible quarantine issues, moving from uh, – you know, from. Lehigh Valley to Philly. I don't know what the issues are, but like, I'd love to see Tanner Lazinski get a shot. I would love to see Zade Wisdom get a shot. Wade Allison has been scoring in his, uh, his couple of games he's played. I'd love to see any of those guys. Like if we're going to be benching Nolan Patrick for an entire third period, why not bench him for a whole game and see who the fuck else from, you know, like if Lazinski or Allison can take his spot. Cause what's the difference at this point? Maybe they spark the team a little bit. All right, let's get a let's get a few more here uh, from Pat Double X. I don't think much of this absentee landlord loser owner. It's uh, ownership. Yeah, it's. I think Kelly made the point on Twitter tonight. Like, as much as you don't want the Jerry Jones style, um, like the Jerry Jones style meddling and everything type owner. Someone who takes it personally and isn't just like a nameless, faceless corporation that's just happy to turn a profit. Uh, someone who takes it personally and actually like their name is attached to it and they their ego can't handle this sort of losing. There is something to that. I think you need a little bit of that. Like maybe it can go bad. Like if you know, you can start making bad decisions because of it, but uh, not enough people 
see like from the top down seem to care if this is a premier organization like it used to be. Uh, from Nick Steyer, I wonder what the story is behind the scenes to explain why the team is so bad. It's inexplicable. AB, AV, locker room turmoil. Is it personal? No, like I said earlier, this is of all the years for like, you know, the people who report on the team every day, the beat reporters to not have nearly enough access. And it's, you know, no fault of anyone's. There's a fucking pandemic going on. I get it. It's just like, of all the years not to have the access, I'd actually like to have some inkling of an idea, just a rumor, something. Somebody hates somebody. Someone's not getting along. Everyone hates the coach. I don't know. I would just like to hear a little bit about why this team is so dysfunctional. Like, we won tonight. The Philadelphia Flyers got two points and won a game in what should have been exciting, you know, if you just don't look at all the other circumstances, what should have been an exciting fashion come down from, come back from three, nothing when it 40 seconds in overtime, uh, Giroux with a great game, Provorov with a great move at the end, all that stuff. But no, we're all mad because we know this game doesn't matter. And what matters is someone makes a change. I don't think anyone's ego is tied enough to, man, that was embarrassing. We need to fix something for it to actually get fixed. Like Chuck Fletcher, So Gustafson didn't play tonight. So that's back to Chuck Fletcher has been the general manager of this team since December 2019. December 2019. It's now almost, it's March 2021. It's almost April. There are two guys in the lineup who are his players. Kevin Hayes and Justin Braun are the only players he's acquired that play on a nightly basis. That's it. He has done nothing to improve this team. He has put no stamp on this team. It is all Holmgren and Hextall's guys still. I mean, someone's not doing their job here. Uh, from Jeff Wolberg, good to hear from you, Jeff. I feel like the constant line shuffling this season has been a big mistake. With limited practice time, you need to keep the chemistry as much as possible. I feel you, and it can get a little frustrating, but... There's only so many things a coach can do. Coach gets to set the lineup. Coach can tell them before the puck is dropped what to do. You know, coach gets to decide who plays and who doesn't, who plays with who. When you're losing, and like they have been so often this year, what else can you do than shuffle the lines? Like, he only has so many options. The coach can't make a trade. He definitely can't make one mid-game. Like, what else? I understand, like, yes. Sometimes I wish they just let something stick and let the chemistry happen organically. But other times, if something's not working, what do you just lose? You just, ah, well, so much for that and let it go. Like I get wanting to at least put your, like I just talked about the GM has done nothing to put his stamp on the team. I get wanting to at least say you tried to put your stamp on the game. Uh, Adam Bortz says it was more of a they didn't lose than it was they responded to wi- to a win with a win. Yeah, no, like and that's like they didn't respond to, like that moment. The, the Samuel Moran, regardless of what you think of Samuel Moran, that moment was awesome in the game against the Rangers to score the game winner, first career goal, everything Moran's been through two years and to the day since his like first NHL game. Or the uh, what was it? It was two years to uh, maybe the first ACL tear. I can't remember. Some sort of anniversary or something. Way to go, Bill. You're a professional. Uh, like, it was a great moment. 
to follow that up by going, yeah, fuck it. We can just skate through this one against the Sabres. Like, who is in charge here? Who is grabbing this team by the face mask and saying this isn't going to fly? Uh, from Ray Hanstein, since this team admits they don't have an identity, who is a player in the NHL who personifies what you'd want that personality to look like? I mean, they had him. His name was Wayne Simmons, RIP. Uh, I just think it's not a – I don't even know at this point. I would just like a team – I would like a team that did one thing great. You know, if they were just to if they were to just do one thing great, if it was be a skilled team, then like be Toronto, be Tampa Bay. If it was be a physical team, then be a physical team. If it was get by on defense and goaltend, like hope to score enough, like be the Islanders. I would like a team with the same personality, line to line, working to accomplish the same goal. Now, obviously, you mix things up. You have different roles for different players, but I would just like them to at least have like this team isn't skilled enough to get by on skill. They're not fast enough to get by on speed. They're not tough enough to get by on toughness. The goaltending isn't good enough to carry them. What do they do? Great. In the beginning of the year, they were scoring. Now it looks like a real chore to score goals. Again, they, you know, they put up four tonight, but they weren't exactly, this wasn't exactly an easy four goals. Uh, I just, what do, what do they do great? I think they have to answer that question and build from there, and I think it's going to take more than one move. This is going to be – there's going to have to be some wheeling and dealing to fix what's the matter with this team. Uh, from Chris, damn, just got here. Good to get the W, but holy shit. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, when when the Proverov goal goes in, I'm happy because a Philadelphia Flyers fan is happy when the Philadelphia Flyers win. But, like, overall – this was this does it feel like a win does it feel like they got two points to anybody here even though they did like i can go and look up the standings and they'll have two more points than they did before the game started and that's awesome but holy shit this was it had all the makings all the earmarks of a loss except for the final result all right guys we are uh we're gonna wrap it up there i'd like to thank you all for listening thank you for hanging out if you haven't already Hit that subscribe button. Just search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts, and boom, content delivered to you daily. It's the simplest thing in the world. Uh, you'll love it. It's the only place you need to go for uh, any of your Flyers coverage needs. And, of course, once you figure that out, you're going to want to give us a five-star review. So do that. Say some nice words. It really helps, and it helps me feel good about myself. So you'll be killing two birds with one stone. Get two birds stoned at once. I can't believe I just didn't say get two birds stoned at once that's a real that's a real breaking of character for me i won't be breaking kayfabe like that anytime soon again all right thanks a lot guys uh, i'll be back after the next game so until then have a great week everybody <laughs>